0: you're listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm pastor james cleland (laughs) not sarah gulsa no <laughs> uh, Sarah's out today. She'll be back with us soon enough. Don't fear. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for your support of the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at CUW.edu. Live uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Marcus Zill, campus pastor for LCMSU Arizona. Welcome to the Coffee Hour, Pastor Zill.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm having a back to my time um, hosting the student union. Anybody remember that on the air? We had about five five years. Do it, doing great. I, I love it. Uh, I'm Andy Bates, and I'm not terrible. <laughs> I love that introduction. <laughs> That's great. Uh, no, glad to be glad to be with you here. It's the first day of school down here at the University of Arizona, and lots of people are starting school here. It's great to talk to you.
0: Well, we are excited to have some time to chat with you. Things uh, have changed a little bit for you. You are back in campus ministry, like knee deep, waist deep in it. I don't know how how deep are you in campus ministry. You're at LCMSU Arizona these days.
1: Well, I would say it's more or less arm deep. Okay. Um, but I, but yeah, I to help everybody understand the last six to nine months or something like that. I've been. I moved down to Tucson, Arizona. I'm half time as the campus pastor at the University of Arizona, which is in kind of a unique transition at the moment. So it, uh, it's a kind of a real challenge, but I, I embrace it. And also still working a little bit on the side doing some contract work uh, for the Office of National Mission relationship to some campus nursery resources and various things. I like that as kind of being a resource person for them still for the area since they no longer have a director of campus ministry. And uh, just, just, you know, getting close to perhaps, by the time that the airs may also be more than another half being a vacancy pastor down here. So I just came down here to collect hats. That's what I do. <laughs> but But the primary one and the one that is kind of the driving force for, for why I'm here and what I'm doing is like many of our campus pastors and other campus ministries workers out there trying to navigate this whole post-COVID or current COVID world, whichever it is, or both, and as it affects academia and its changing landscape, and as we try to kind of really, everybody's trying to kind of get back on board this fall after kind of having a weird year in terms of academia last year. So yeah, that's what, that's what I'm doing. And it feels great. Campus Ministries in my blood. It, it's what I do. It's probably all I'll ever really do. And that's okay with me because uh, they always say, I just want college students.
2: Yeah, that's great. So I'm, I'm remembering my college days and all the challenges when I was in college. And I'm just thinking, man, last year must have compounded some of those challenges. Can you speak to what it was like doing campus ministry over the past year and what you foresee the challenges are going to be coming back into campus learning?
1: Well, I can't talk completely from firsthand experience, because I was kind of in transition in the middle of this last year, but I can tell you that on most campuses, most of us in doing campus ministry couldn't get on campus. Mm. RSO recognized student organizations are really a main way that many of our campus ministries utilize them to gain access to campus. Of course, every college is, is different, but in general, many of those activities were curbed or even canceled, or if they were allowed to exist at some schools were moved off campus. Uh-huh. So access to students, nobody on campus, unless, unless your actual staff et cetera, certainly couldn't be anywhere near the dorm rooms. Although that's been 10 years or so, it's kind of hard for anybody to crack through that one, but libraries were closed, you know, almost anything. And, and many of the students just went home. Right. So I showed up and you know, I'm like, Hey, happy to get together with all the students, they're like, well, they're all on their, they're, they're all in their mom's and dad's basements back in Phoenix or Utah or wherever they're from. And they're not necessarily around. So that's kind of the mishmash that was inherited. And of course, everybody has, de- has developed just zoomophobia, right? Right. Because they're so tired of, of online learning and that, that, and the other thing, and, and the one kind of hopeful thing for many of our campuses this fall, although there's still plenty of challenges, trust me, is that, uh, is that they're, they're coming back. They're moving into the dorms It's a little bit different. But yeah, they're, they're moving into the dorms and there's going to be the semblance of kind of a, kind of a, a community on campus, but there's still plenty of restrictions and lots of really kind of, kind of, you know, frankly, campus, ministry is going to have to rethink some things in terms of how we typically reach out to students on campus. So give me this one idea, one thing that's changed. I can't speak to everywhere, but I will <laughs> basically the day used to be that many of our, many of our universities would have these like early June, maybe into July, you know, online, I mean, in-person orientation fairs that might last a day and a half, two days. And you came in, there were eight to 10 of them. All the student organizations could set up their little table, and they would kind of try to push the students around uh, to make sure they were overwhelmed by the number of different student organizations while they had kind of their collective onboarding, rah, rah, welcome to the university experience. Well, last year, those got no. So pretty much the summer, most of the universities that I've seen, and at least here in Tucson, they basically reduced that to online. Well, you can't push people to the RSOs if everything's online. Right. And they've already decided here that they're not going to do it anything but online next year, even though that's like 11 months away. And so I'm thinking maybe they figured out how to save money because universities are taking a hit. And, and so that's a radical change. We have to think through this, this landscape, how do we, as those that are interested in, in finding students, especially those that are of our own tribe here in the Lutheran church in the How do we connect with them, especially the ones that shouldn't be that hard to find up front, at least at first, because there's going to have to be new ways to do this, or we're going to have to double down on making sure that we are very, very aggressive with our congregations and reaching out to them and just saying, look, we need help from you. We can't let this slide through the crack. Right. Because we don't have the access. Back 30 years ago. The universities used to show up at your front door and hand you, hand you these this golden plate of all these names of anybody that said, that checked the box that said they're Lutheran, and they would say, we're sorry, we're a day late showing up to you after school starts to hand you this list. Right. Um, those days have been gone for 25 years, but in the end, the days now, the second round is that we don't have these orientation onboarding experiences because they're really limiting those types of things. You
0: mentioned earlier, for for example, students moving on campus and, and having a sense of community. How does that sense of community and campus life make a difference for a student during this, this stage in life during their their college years? How does that sense of community
1: impact? I'll just tell you that it's huge. And, you know, community can be good and bad mm-hmm. we can all get ourselves involved in the good and bad communities. For a lot of our students, this has been a year of really, you know, especially if you're like a sophomore this year, you like graduated from high school right as COVID was starting and basically missed the year of what was supposed to be the, the greatest transition of your life. And you don't even know what college was like before COVID right and so but you've been sitting at home online classes not going anywhere not seeing friends as much as you might have before and so and you know the the anxiety level is very high uh, among a lot of students most people maybe realize that the, our college students are so, among some of the most depressed and anxious uh, statistically in terms of society. Uh it's just off the charts the level of anxiety that there can be. And so this has certainly increased that. And I really think that idea of 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 being together in the dorm room on campus, like seeing people just I mean we all have missed it. But in rea- in, in reality for, for us in the church, this this should be our greatest moment uh for all local congregations out there. To, to not think, well, you know, how can we be welcoming to young people that show up at our church and encouraging them to come and what do we say to them? And my response is just being you. They're going to be thrilled to have this, have that sense of community, not just the kind of community that we talk about in terms of the body of Christ and gathered around Christ's gifts, which, of course, they, these students sorely need. Uh, But we just need to be church and and get back to it and get back to to meeting together and finding ways to kind of have, you know, that, that real presence with one another in terms of just sitting down. I had coffee with a couple of students over the weekend. Maybe that's why I'm all, I'm all hyped up today. I've had a lot of coffee. This is the coffee hour though, right? It is. I've been preparing all weekend because I have a lot of coffee. (laughs) Turns out students are drinking a lot of coffee these days. Cause I'm always like, Hey, you a coffee drinker? It's on me. Well, I've been drinking a lot of coffee, which is fine. But for those that have known me before, I'm fairly, ca- I come pre-caffeinated. <laughs> so, but the bottom line is I can't tell you how they all kind of look at me and say, man, it's great to just sit down and talk to another human being about anything in person and dialogue and communicate and not just, so, so I, I think that's a real opportunity that's shit for us, that's for all of us in campus ministry and everybody just at a regular church, just understand that you're, just be welcoming, show students that you care and just be ready to, to, to do the simple things that you do with, with anybody else, asking people over for dinner, if, if that's cool, I don't know, the COVID match rules or whatever, anywhere. But little things like that go a long way. That the the level of hot, I mean, hospitality is really a helpful thing right now because people have missed getting together to play cards or chess or just little things. You know, we've all got used to watching, streaming everything, but we really long to be together. And you know, the scriptures make it very clear that you know we can't get out of the habit of meeting together meaning mostly around the gifts of God, but some of those gifts are also us. And, and so there are plenty of challenges reaching out to students, but one of the things that I'm, I'm incorporating in what I'm trying to do right now with kind of the onboarding experience that they're having. And my situation is a little unique. We're almost kind of starting from scratch is that I'm just trying to get together with them and, and, and be, be social. I, I normally don't stress the social, I don't have a building or anything at the moment. So I'm, I'm just kind of taking it easy and we're, we're building this thing. And if there's one thing I'm not going to do, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to end up not, you know, finding these young people and making sure that they know that I care. And I think that's the, that's the number one thing that we can do. And then to draw them into the various things that we can do for them and together.
0: We're talking with uh, Reverend Marcus Zill, campus pastor at LCMSU, Arizona. We have more to learn about back to school with our college students this year with Pastor Zill. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Pastor James Cleland. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living Welcome back to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm pastor James Gleeland. Today, we're talking with the Reverend Marcus Zill campus pastor for LCMSU, Arizona. And I'm a little envious because I bet Pastor Zil, you're in a region where as it starts to cool off, you have lots of open air sites where you can just meet like outside or in a nice pavilion with your students. Aren't you there in, uh, in Arizona?
1: Well, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, we'll tell you though, that the, we have had nothing but rain the last two months. So my, this is one of the wettest monsoon season, monsoon season here in history, which is crazy out in California. They got all these fires. We've had like 10, in, we get about 11 inches of rain a year out here. And, uh, we've gotten about, about maybe 12 in the last 12 inches in the last couple of, uh, a couple of months but kind of Fortunately, that's when the students aren't around in the summer but yeah there is weather is not an issue here through the majority of the academic year there's no doubt about that you can pretty much do everything outside and then not have to worry about it at all
2: that's cool i i've got some yeah i've got some questions about (laughs) campus ministry in general i've done a lot of youth ministry with middle schoolers and high schoolers but I'm kind of wondering what the daily life, the weekly life of a campus pastor is. Are you running Bible studies typically? Is it lots of one-on- ones like you're talking about what's what's your life like as a campus pastor?
1: Well, um, I will tell you what it will be like. i'm again, i'm I'm building things up literally from scratch, right. and so i'm I've come into a situation that in short, we have we our property was sold where we met with other campus ministries we can't be on campus we've got covid issues and it's it's weird coming back in the middle of all of that and so i'm building up to this but in short the number one thing i really view it it's kind of a threefold way it's something that's been my mantra my whole life many people have, have heard this kind of thinking before you you know worship 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 study and play So if students do absolutely nothing, they need to gather together to receive God's gifts. It's also important for them to study and not just study the things of merit, but also to to continue to learn. There's a place, a heavy place for apologetics. We are going to be starting kind of a, kind of a theology on tap, kind of rotation at some of the local bars for some of the older students with an apologetics professor that we have here and myself down the line here we've got some things like that in store as well as i think it's really important for for young people to have a place to just go out ask their questions yeah and so while yes there's a place for you know you know studying you know studying a, a biblical book and different things like this as you would in a normal church what we're actually doing is encouraging them right now in our situation, because I don't have a full-time campus ministry building or anything at my disposal, to kind of become a part of the life of the local church and what they do. And so what I'm really doing is trying to supplement those things by giving them a chance to, uh, to raise their own questions, to uh, kind of take things on topically. Right now, you know, obviously things like Afghanistan, to vax, to vax or not vax, you know, there's all sorts of issues. You know medical marijuana and cannabis and what what do we think about all the i mean there's a lot of things like that that kind of come up that their friends talk to them about and that they ponder about and so i like to make sure that they have plenty of opportunities to kind of have outlets to do that and so we're going to do a thing this fall here where we're on a weekly basis they have a chance to raise the questions and if i don't know the answer and then can't uh, speak eloquently on it off the spot that, that will be on the docket down the line, and they can look forward to it. But in short, I encourage all campus ministry workers: if you get to do things on campus right now, do things on campus that will not only be of interest to your LCMS students, but also to their friends and maybe even their unbelieving classmates, and so that you can draw people in. Um, for instance, I love the book of Concord. I probably wouldn't use that as a Bible study with unbelievers on campus, but you can find different, different kind of apologetics works, talking about biblical worldviews, right? Asking some of the basic questions of life, which also teach our, our own young people kind of how to respond to that. But yeah, worship, worship is central. Um. We are going to be having evening prayer once a week throughout the school year. School years are starting today, so we're just getting kick-started here at one of the local churches It's a couple miles away. And that's going to be a staple, big or small. I think those rhythms are important for our young people, as it is, to really make sure that most churches out there know this. But if you have a young person coming, don't assume that they didn't walk two miles to get there or ride their bike, and they, they maybe could use some help getting there. But worship, make worship, worship, make study, study. They always say make them substantive. And then I've already talked earlier about about the importance of uh, play, of mm-hmm. uh, being social together. Just having a chance to uh, to get out, enjoy God's Creek, and have fun together. You know, good old-fashioned fun, the kind of things that we all miss just interconnecting with one another. And so to me, those are, uh, those are really the key. Be safe, be smart, and be Lutheran.
2: What are, what are ways that someone like myself who has a heart for campus ministry, but maybe not the time for it, what are ways that we can help support the LCMU or campus pastors like yourself? Cause I love what you're talking about. I love the mission you're talking about.
1: Well, one of the things you can do there, there is, well, you're in St. Louis, um, there are, you know, three or four different campus ministries at the very least that we have in the St. Louis area, you can find a way to, uh. To get involved with with any of them, uh, you could serve as a English as a second language teacher for lots oh, of international students. You know, we often talk about adopt a student programs. You know, and we always think of like there's a church, and well, there's some old people here, and old folks can adopt a student and invite them over Thanksgiving and kind of look after them. Well, I always say, why does it have to be someone old? I mean, I love old people. Old people are awesome. But anybody can adopt a student. You know, they tell us that every young person, period, doesn't matter if they're going to college, not going to college, which is a number that's increasing. The number of young people that are going to college is falling big time. That's a whole nother story. People are at least starting to ask the question, should I even be going to college or talking about those that are, but the bottom line is, is that we'd have plenty of opportunities to be significant others in a mentorship capacity to these young people. This all the studies, uh, which I don't have a point out unless they agree with me. But they all say <laughs> the same thing. Every young person growing up, coming of age not only needs to have, you know, hopefully a good family life, but they need to have some sort of significant other adult in their life. Maybe it's an uncle James or an uncle Sandy or an aunt Sarah, how about that? (laughs) Maybe it's a, you know, it could be anybody, you could be just taking an interest and saying, Hey, there's one student in my congregation. Hey, I noticed you've been coming on, you know, you get to talk to them for a few minutes and say, hey, you know what? If you come back to church, sometime, how about how about this? i would be happy to take you out for lunch. That would floor them, mm-hmm. but somebody would take an interest. I mean, little things like that, I think, go a long way from the local congregation perspective. But you can also find out where, you know, anybody uh, that's listening can find out on the, the campus map of the LCMSU chapter map. There's about 225 of them around the country, go to lcmsu.org and you'll see it front and center there. And you can click on wherever you're near and find a place and maybe ask them, ask the local folks what you could do to be help, to be helpful. And that'd be a great place to start.
0: With just about a minute left, and I know this isn't nearly enough time. It's not fair to ask this question with only a minute, but for parents uh, who have students going off to college this year, that maybe they have, maybe they haven't connected with the local campus ministry. Any, any words with, for those parents or for the students as well, that might be listening.
1: Do it, do it now. I will hunt you down and sit on you if you don't. No, please parents don't assume. Here's the number one advice. Don't assume anybody knows that your young person is on campus. Hmm. It's hard enough to find them all necessarily. Everybody assumes, or I assume somebody from the congregation told someone, the campus worker, if there is one just will know it by, you know, just being, you know, omniscient. Such is not the case. And sometimes the young person might be a little shy and doesn't want to reach out on their own. And that also means that if a parent can say, hey, you know, I dropped you off at school, School. I'm going to come back in two, three weeks and uh, go, go to the local church or campus ministry with you. And sometimes that level of familiarity going to a new place can go a long way too. Bottom line, folks. Students, if you're trying to figure out where to get connected parents, congregations, church go to LCMSU.org and look at that map. Get connected and students, don't be shy. Just go drop them their note. Names are gold to everybody that works on Campus Ministry because college is tough. You need Jesus and we'll help. That's why we're here and that's why we do what we do. Amen.
0: Amen. Our guest today, the Reverend Marcus Zill, campus pastor, LCMSU Arizona. Pastor Zill, always good to talk with you. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour.
1: Absolutely a pleasure. You're listening to the Coffee James. You too. And Mr. Sarah.
0: You've been listening to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Pastor James Cleland.